0: welcome to another episode of pass play or purchase this is your host kevin
1: and this is leanne
0: as always thank you for listening so today we're going to get into villainous which was published by Ravensburger in 2018 and that was something i actually had to double check because i feel like the game had come out a long long time ago uh but right in the big scheme of things 2018 isn't too far back especially when we take into account 2020 kind of just passed us by so and because they've been adding a lot of expansion since its release, we figured, hey, you know, as good a time as any to go ahead, take a look at it. And the basic premise is you are playing as one of Disney's villains, right, go figure, according to the name, uh, and overcome the forces of good to see your evil plot succeed. Uh-huh. Uh, but of course, you'll be competing with other villainous players, up to five of them, in fact and you want to be the first one to accomplish your nefarious scheme.
1: Oh, hold on there, Kevin. So you mean that you're a villain, but you're trying to be the best, the worst villain? The
0: best of the worst villains, <laughs> yep, something like that. Well, you want to be the fastest, I guess, of all okay. other villains, yes. Okay. And you'll try to be the fastest by taking, of course, certain actions and interfering with their plots, which, of course, Leanne will get into later. Now, according to the box, it takes anywhere from 40 to 120 minutes to play. And while that is a pretty big time variance, I would say it's pretty accurate. I mean, given that you could play with just like two people um, to as many as six, uh, it does scale. Yeah, I would say something around there for us. When we've been playing with five people, uh, it's been pretty close to that 120 minute mark, I would say. Now, as far as the pricing goes, Base game runs about $35, of course, check around, support your local stores as you please. Um, And then expansions will vary from about $16 to $25, really depending on what you're looking at. And I would definitely encourage you, though, to check around on the expansion side because I know one of them that we had picked up, I think it was the Despicable Plots expansion, was actually noticeably cheaper at Target by like almost $10, I think. Uh, and on top of that it does come with a specially painted Gaston figurine i mean you'll get one either way but it's just the target version has a little uh, bronze type of i guess yeah effect to the painting so kind of cool and a neat thing is that you can use the expansions as a standalone game as well so you know whether you buy just some of the expansions play it by itself uh, in fact we did that at our most recent villainous game night we just uh, took out two of the expansions, played it. Uh, yeah, you you can treat it as just its own, which is pretty neat. Now we'll get into the mechanics, and for that, I'll turn it over to Leanne.
1: Thanks, Kevin. So first of all, guys, in case you missed it, this is a Disney board game or a Disney tabletop game, and it's actually a strategy game. You know, I mean, when you and and I say that not lightly because. When I first, am you know, I first bought the the base game when it came out in 2018. I happened to stumble upon it online, and I was at first a little perplexed because when I, I was like, is this part of a series? This is really interesting. Um, I at the time when I looked at whatever else was available from Ravensburger um, with the Disney theme, everything else was what you probably would expect. It was made for Young children, very simple memory games or, you know, things like that. Nothing that really had this type of complexity or even this um, artwork style. So I do think it was like a new venture between Disney and Ravensburger. Uh, Seems to have turned out pretty well since they've been coming out with all these expansions. And so if you have ever wanted to role play as your favorite Disney villain, this is your chance. Um, So the base game of Villainess comes with six different villains that you can play as. There's Ursula from The Little Mermaid, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, Prince John from Robin Hood, the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland, Captain Hook from Peter Pan, and Jafar from Aladdin. And so, in addition to the base game, we've also played with three of the expansions so far. Uh, we played with Wicked to the Core, Despicable Plots, which Kevin mentioned, and Perfectly Wretched. And I won't list all the names of the villains here, but some of the most recognizable ones across these expansions include the Evil Queen from Snow White, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, and Cruella Deville from 101 Dalmatians. Um, and I should mention...
0: Oh, overlooking poor Pete, one I of the know. OG villains.
1: Kevin really, um, Kevin got to play as Pete from Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie, the original black and white Mickey Mouse animation. Um, and it's pretty cool, I have to say. Um, so now we've played Villainous uh, at least half a dozen times, probably more in you know, various configurations. And there's still other expansions we haven't yet gotten to play so there's the evil comes prepared expansion if you want scar from the lion king that's the one to get um, and now there's marvel expansions too um, since disney owns marvel um, big cash cow for them uh, so you can wow. play as marvel villains like loki and thanos and ultron which i think is cool haven't gotten to try it yet but maybe we'll do another podcast episode once we get to try those so One of the cool things about Villainous is that it is an asymmetric game. And that means that every villain has their own unique objective and strategy. I don't think I had really played an asymmetric game prior to Villainous, so it was a really different experience. Um, That, yes, we all have similar components, and of course the game mechanics are all the same, but the way that you go about winning is totally different from what your neighbors are trying to do. Um, So first of all, everybody sets up at the start of the game with a player board, a villain deck of cards, a fate deck of cards, I'll explain what that means, and a 3D character um, and some starting power tokens. Power is money in this game um, and that's based on the player order and everybody draws a starting hand of four cards from their villain deck. The villain deck is the thing that is all your different types of actions, your items, um, and that's what you use along with the action spaces on your player board to achieve your objectives. Each villain has their own objective. So for example, Ursula needs to start her turn with the trident and the crown at her lair. Maleficent needs to start her turn with a curse at each location. Captain Hook needs to defeat Peter Pan at the Jolly Roger. Of course, you get the idea. So how this translates to the game, a tabletop game, is that there need to be usually specific cards played to your tableau on your player board and or certain items or power acquired. Um, It might be in total, it might be in a particular sequence in order to win the game. And it's different for each villain. Um, Every player board has four locations that are taken thematically from that villain's world. So for example, Ursula's player board has the locations for Ursula's lair, Eric's ship, the shore, and the palace. And on your turn, first thing you do is you move your 3D villain character to one of the four locations, and you take the actions that are available at that space. And these actions could include gaining power, which again is like money in this game, playing cards from your hand, either to your tableau or as one-time effects, activating or moving cards in your tableau, maybe even discarding cards, which can be useful if you're digging through your villain deck for something specific. Um, And the villains can function mostly siloed. You could just be pursuing your own objective, doing your own thing. But really, the fun part of the game is to take the fate action which allows you to directly interact with your fellow gamers and try to trip up those villains from getting to their objectives before you can reach yours. So when you take the fate action, you pick another player, reveal two cards from their fate deck. And the fate deck for every villain has the heroes and the hero's friends from the Disney story. So in Ursula's fate deck, there are cards for Ariel, Prince Eric, Sebastian, Flounder, you get the idea. Because, of course, if you're a villain, then the heroes are your enemies.
0: Which, on a cool side, too, I mean, I think we definitely learned a little bit more about the Disney world uh, from some of those villains because, Mm. yeah, seeing stuff from the Fate deck is like, oh, who is that from? And, of course, some of it, though, just brings back that good, like, oh, yeah, that's right kind of feeling, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, or like we have, um, you know, the Horned King from the Black Cauldron is one of the villains in these expansions, and in our group, it was definitely a minority of us who had remembered seeing the Black Cauldron and were even familiar with the story, so that was kind of cool. Okay, so when you fate someone, you reveal two cards from their fate deck, choose one to play. A lot of times the fate cards get played to their player board, and it actually covers up action spaces. It takes away actions until those heroes are vanquished or some fate cards can have other effects that limit or nullify or undo the things that they have been doing to achieve their objective. So it slows them down. Um, And so and of course, in everybody's villain deck, again, there are your own allies and items that you can use to vanquish those heroes. Um, And I think a cool thing uh, where the game tries to spread out this fate mechanic, because as you can see, it can be very debilitating for someone. Um, Once someone has been targeted with the fate action, they can't be targeted again right away. The game comes with this uh, fate token that you put in front of the player who was most recently targeted with the fate action. That token has to go to somebody else first. um, So you can't just keep targeting the same person with fate, you know, every single time. All on Munchkin. Yes, yes. Um, And the game proceeds until one of the villains achieves their objective, and that's villainous.
0: Alright, yeah, that's a pretty great rundown. So I guess now we'll kind of get into our uh, positive notes, of course, words of caution. So I guess I'll get started on that. Uh, For me, I would say number one, the theme is very well incorporated. Uh, If you're a Disney fan, this game will not disappoint. Like Leanne had already mentioned, you'll see the heroes, you'll see their friends, you'll see, you know, as a villain, I guess your friends, and yeah, it's just it's neat. The artwork is all still Disney, uh, and I like that that three D figurine uh, that Leanne was mentioning earlier. It's kind of more more conceptual, uh, or I guess like an artistic interpretation of the villain. So rather than being like a straight replica. Uh, of the villain that you would have seen uh, in the animated movies. You know, I think like uh, Captain Hook, they kind of picture him at Bomb well, they, they have his figurine as like his hat with the giant feather flourish and stuff. And yeah, so again, it, it's kind of neat. Uh, the other part, which had just left off on, is yeah, I like that the kind of take that mechanic has some restraint to it. You can't just keep dogpiling on somebody. Right. You have to alternate if you do want to keep targeting someone. So that's kind of cool. And even if you do keep trying to uh, just, you know, target, let's say, everybody, there are some characters that you can play or some villains, right, that you could play as that uh, we would dub as kind of like a game clock, where really, I mean, no matter what you do, they will eventually win. Even if you keep hitting them over and over, it's just kind of a matter of time. So. You know, I mean, I hate to pick on Munchkin because it is a great game. Uh it was one of the games we first really enjoyed. But, you know, I do have to admit that was one of the big slogs uh, to playing it. And I would say this, while it doesn't totally avoid that, it definitely helps to mitigate it. So, again, I'll, I'll say that's a positive note. Now, as far as my words of caution go, uh, I guess... And this is all going to sound pretty nitpicky, but probably the bigger nitpick would be uh, it's a relatively light, it's like a schmedium type of game.
1: That word.
0: Yep. And for a schmedium game, the gameplay can last a surprisingly long time. I come back to where there's, you know, five of us, uh, and the game would last about two hours. And mind you, yeah, setup and breakdown, which is thankfully pretty quick, which Now that I say that, uh, throw that in my positive notes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it can take a surprisingly long time. Now, getting deeper into, I guess, the nitpick. So, there is one from my own personal experience, and uh, Lian had mentioned, right, you might need to discard cards uh, to go fishing from your deck. And having played as one of those, let's say, deck fishers, yeah, I got totally messed up. I spent the whole game trying to chuck my hand, as one turn, and then on my other turn, I would go and try to play some cards just so I could draw uh, as many cards into my hand as possible. Uh, Suffice to say, I lost does not quite uh, fully state what happened there. (laughs) I, I didn't even draw one of the cards that I needed to progress at all in the game. So I hadn't even started my plot by the time somebody won the game. Now that's just super random, but I do bring that up because if you look at this, I would say a suggestion would be maybe trying to seed the deck so that, you know, there's definitely still some randomness, but there's at least a high probability that one of the cards you'll need shows up in at least the first half uh, of your deck. Just so, right, you feel like you're making progress. Again, that's pretty nitpicky. I mean, I'll again, I'll admit that was super bad. Randomness on my side, but you know hey just a a suggestion now the other part is and Take this with a grain of salt actually so I think to really max out the game You don't want to just pick up the base game I mean the base game is a great starting point But to really have fun you want a lot of variety because the characters aren't very deep as far as a learning curve uh, Like maybe I'll compare it to say root where it takes a little bit more expertise, replayability to get into understanding the faction. Yeah, with Villainous, I I think it's kind of the more the better. And again, this is definitely a big nitpick because, I mean, it's a solid enough game that I would suggest you go and pick up at least one expansion. But as long as I'm putting it out there as a word of caution, it's, well, be prepared to spend a little bit more money than just the base game. But otherwise, that's it for me.
1: Well, those are really interesting points, Kevin. Um, I think um, it's a good suggestion about maybe adding that mechanic to in the setup to seed at least one, if you have several cards that you need to acquire to achieve that villain's objective, maybe making sure that at least one of those cards will come up before the very end, <laughs> um, just so yeah. that everybody can uh, you know be in the game and not just kind of observing. Um, okay, so my positive notes. Um, I agree with you, Kevin, If, if you are a Disney fan, you will enjoy this game. The theme is really nicely executed, high quality components, um, I think they definitely you know Disney and Ravensburger, in creating this game seem like they were trying to make it a little more sophisticated not something that just you know uh, young younger children would play and you can see that in the artistic way that those 3d villain characters are executed um, definitely check out our instagram past play purchase or our Twitter past play or perch to see some photos because this is this is a looker um, it's really fun and nostalgic to see see your favorite Disney characters, both the heroes and the villains, appear and encounter each other. Um, you know, and so I think our friends really enjoyed that. I mean, we're, we're sitting around and we're kind of enjoying reliving a little bit of the story or, or laughing when certain heroes come up and thwart the villains. It was a good time. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised, as I said before, with the depth and strategy in this game. Um, I had not encountered asymmetric design or even the, um, the way that this game has individual player boards and how you move around. So it's not, there is no central board. There's nothing that you're you're all kind of putting pieces on or doing area control or anything like that. It really is your own individual player boards and I thought that was kind of cool. Um and I do like that they made the expansions also standalone. It's a very modular game. Um, I think by design, I mean obviously it allows for lots and lots of expansions and also whatever Disney characters you want to play as, go ahead and pick up just those, you know, I mean, don't feel like you have to start with the base game, even though the base game is good value with, I think, six villains that it comes with. Now, some words of caution from me, um, I would say, definitely take advantage of the fate action for the most fun. If you don't try to attack each other, it's very easy to just Play side by side rather than playing together. I think we made that mistake on our very first playthrough with our friends. We were just kind of, until probably two-thirds of the way in, we were just each trying to figure out, oh, it was our first time playing it, but we were each trying to just figure out our own villain, never mind really trying to target anybody else. And it just didn't feel as interactive. And where's the fun in that, you know? I will say some characters do tend to move a lot more immediately towards their objectives while others can be slower, like Kevin was mentioning. Or I guess it can vary a lot because of the random element with your villain deck and your fate deck. Um, And if your character is proceeding a little slowly, unless it's a really extreme case like unfortunately what Kevin lived through, um, I would say don't give up because what we've seen, especially in recent games, as we've all become more familiar with the mechanics and the strategy for this game, the games do tend to be close matches in the end. So as long as you're paying attention, you'll see the other player or players who are close to achieving their objectives. And if you target them with the fate action, you can slow them down long enough for the rest of the group to catch up. Like this last game we played, all five of us, we were between one to three turns away from winning at the end. It was very close. Um, And then my last word of caution is Because the game is sequential play, not simultaneous, um, I would say that it probably works best with three to four players, although we have often played it with five, and that's been good too. Just because the game can go up to six, I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing that because it was a little slow. I think this is what contributes to what Kevin was mentioning earlier, where the game is actually not super complicated and if you're an experienced gamer you'll you'll say oh yeah this is definitely a medium medium kind of a game um it's not that hard or taxing on your brain but it does take time because everybody takes their turn one at a time so that is my word of caution
0: all right much thanks and with that let's go ahead and get into our decisions so For me, I'm going to preface it with this. When we had first played this, which was back in the day, um, I think I would have barely rated it a play.
1: I know, we played it like once or twice and then there was a long drought.
0: Then it sat on the shelves for quite some time. However, from the time we added even just one expansion, it was like, oh you know what, it is actually a pretty fun game, which led to buying two more expansions and then playing it some more. So, yeah, all in all, it's actually a pretty solid game. With that, I would instead say it's actually a purchase.
1: Wow. Yep.
0: I've given it a huge upgrade. So, definitely a solid medium weight game.
1: Wow. The the variety did that for you. Yep. Interesting. Okay, okay. Um well, for me, um This is a purchase, the base game, and two of the three expansions that we own, they were my purchases. I definitely don't regret it. I think that uh, Villainous is a really well done game from Disney and Ravensburger. Um, I think for our group, it's become a pretty decent, although a little lengthy, warm-up game. Um, I would recommend it as definitely a play for anyone and a purchase for any Disney lover, whether you're a casual fan or a hardcore fan.
0: All right, well, there you have it. Overall, yep, very positive reviews. And as always, we thank you for listening. and Hopefully, we'll see you on our next episode. Thanks.
1: Thank you.